Warning. What follows is a story of monsters, madness, and mayhem. I'm Nick. I'm Zach. Welcome to Weird and Feared, a barely, relatively educational podcast about global folklore that aims to enlighten, entertain, and expand all of your beautiful little worlds. Yep. Boom. Alrighty. Yeah, yeah. So, yes. Lately, I've been going back and listening to our older episodes. Fantastic, fun. Let me do, you know, make sure sound quality's on par, all that stuff. Correct. We talked about it a little bit earlier. We did. But, uh, yeah. In a few of our latest episodes, I realized we have mentioned one thing uh, over a couple of episodes. Go on. And it's not Will Smith. Or Ian Malcolm playing himself? Yeah. <laughs> Neither of those, because we do tend to mention those quite a few times, too. Not to sidetrack, but you know what I've watched a lot of? What? Well, I've seen like the, him as the genie. Like I've seen it happen. I've never seen that happen. Oh, my God. Anyways, <laughs> just go on. As okay. A, as a gin. Anyways, go on. What we have mentioned, though, it's a strange creature, one that is most certainly real, and that's why we've ended up talking about it. Yes. You know what I'm going with here? Perhaps. I'm surprised you mentioned it more than once. I know, me too. And that's why <laughs> listening back, I was like, wow, we talked about this kind of a lot. Uh, it's one of those weird things that uh, bring cryptid stuff into kind of a perspective for everybody. And it's a creature that's pretty hard to comprehend. Uh, the platypus. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I knew. Yeah, right? <laughs> so he's a weirdo. He's not normal. Yeah, so let's talk about the platypus a little bit. All right. Sometimes called the duck-billed platypus. Uh, it's a bizarre creature, and I think most people generally know what it looks like. But, you know, let's get a quick refresher in. Sure. The platypus combines aspects of mammals, reptiles, and birds. <laughs> With a webbed feet and a duck bill attached to the body of an otter or beaver, <laughs> it also has venomous spurs on its hind legs. And just for fun, it lays eggs. Right? He really is a badass. Why? Why does he do that? <laughs> yeah. Very questionable badass. But uh, this is taken directly from Wikipedia. So, platypus. The body and the broad, flat tail of the platypus are covered with dense brown fur that traps a layer of insulating air to keep the ma- animal warm. The fur is waterproof and the texture is akin to that of a mole. The platypus uses its tail for storage of fat reserves. This is an adaptation that is also found in... An- animals such as the Tasmanian devil. The webbing of the feet is more significant on the front feet and folded back when walking on land. The elongated snout and lower jaw are covered in soft skin, forming a bill. The nostrils are located on the dorsal surface of the snout, while the eyes and ears are located in a groove set just back from it. The groove is closed when swimming. Platypuses have been heard to emit low growls when disturbed, and a range of other vocalizations have been reported with captive specimens. Their weight varies from 1.5 to 5.3 pounds. Pretty big difference. Absolutely. Uh, With males being larger than the females, the males are often 20 inches in total length, 
and females average 17. Uh, variations in size don't seem to really follow any sort of pattern, which is, you know, kind of weird. Yeah. Uh, another weird thing about the platypus, though, is it has the lowest average body temperature of any mammal. What? 90 degrees Fahrenheit, uh, rather than the average uh, 99 degrees Fahrenheit. Also weird. Yeah. Uh, so the venom. Yes. Males only have it. No females. The f- females have the spur when they are born, but they lose it after a few months. Interesting. So what do you think those spurs get used for? Fighting each other. Yes. Yeah, battling each other during mating season. Platypus war. Platypus Ma- battles. Mate wars. The venom is strong enough to kill smaller animals like dogs, but is non-lethal to humans. However, it is potent enough that the pain alone could take a man down, for sure. Uh, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. I I don't understand how it's non-lethal. I can't do a deep dive into venoms, though, so, you know. We'll do that later when we start talking about symbiotes. Yeah. Okay. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, so platypus also have another unique ability. Electrolocation. Okay. This is something that is more commonly seen in sharks and rays. Since uh, it's typically water is a better conductor than air. Uh, there's also a single species of dolphin that is uses electrolocation. Not a echolocation. You know, it's a little different. Yes, it is. Uh, to put it simply, electrolocation is how they detect prey by sensing electric fields generated by muscular contractions. Hmm. So pretty crazy stuff. Uh, pretty sensitive that all the electro stuff is in their beak too. Which is why if you watch videos, um, they like shovel around in the dirt with their beak and they kind of swing it back and forth. Okay. They said, uh, uh, Nat Geo thing. I think I watched it said that's similar to if you watch a school of, or not a school, a hammerhead shark in swimming. It kind of wiggles its head back and forth in a similar way. So that's weird. You're describing a creature that basically has a, a superpower now. Yeah. Cool. Because they swim with their eyes closed. Oh my god, it is a, this creature. Just like the, is it like the best of all worlds? <laughs> So this this was actually weird, though. Yeah. Well, not for the platypus, because I thought it was the only mammal that laid eggs. It was not. Go on. Uh, there's one other species as well, the echidna. Okay. What's that? <laughs> These animals are also from Australia, because, you know, that place is a, all over the place. Yes. With its animals. Uh, and you would guess it's also pretty weird. They are basically a mini anteater crossed with a porcupine. If I were to simplify it down to just a little guy. There's a few different species of them. I think three are known to exist currently. Uh, but yeah, I always thought that uh, platypus were the only ones. Yeah, I didn't know the, I didn't know about that guy. No, me neither. I've heard of them, but I didn't really know what they were. So that was fun. 
so the eggs though the the egg and the embryo follow a more reptilian like development so i don't know i don't know why they're they're just maniacs well not that i'm an evolutionary biologist but you know the the uh I think the consensus is mammals evolve out of different breeds of reptiles at one point. So like certain shit just sticks around. Yeah. I, I mean, I didn't go that far back, but there was the whole sub, I don't even know, I guess genus. I don't know. Family. Yeah. One of those, uh, the platypus is the only remaining survivor. Like there's plenty of other, I forget what it was called. Marrow memes. I don't know. It's Latin. It's hard. I don't speak it. <laughs> sure, not fluently. At uh, least it's a dead language, right? Um, but they're one. Of, they're the only one left out of that whole family. I'm thinking that's the right God. breakdown of it. They're survivors. Yeah, because they have all these weird things going on. But uh, if all that weird stuff isn't enough for you, I got another one. This is a weird thing about a platypus. Here, let's do it. The newly hatched young are vulnerable, blind, and hairless, and are fed by the mother's milk. Mammal type stuff, right? Mammal stuff. Although processing... uh, Not processing. Although possessing mammary glands, the platypus lacks teats. Okay. Instead, milk is released through pores in its skin. The milk pools and grooves in her abdomen, allowing the young to lap it up. Oh my God, I haven't heard of anything that gross in a long time. (laughs) Why, Why are they doing that? She's got rivers of milk just coming out of her skin. Yeah. Come on. Lap it up. What the <laughs> fuck? That's like an inverted teat. Nobody wants that. No. I don't I don't understand where that comes from. Not that I want to have an opinion about a platypus's teat. I mean, <laughs> like, what are we doing, guys? <laughs> Come on. What are we doing? Bold choice. God, our creator. Yeah. Bold choice. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah, you know, apparently just looking weird wasn't good enough. A platypus is a bizarre creature. And uh, I got another quote for us here. Okay. When the platypus was first encountered by Europeans in 1798, a pelt and sketch were sent back to Great Britain. The sketch is pretty funny. You can look that up. Okay. Uh, It was sent back to Great Britain, though, by Captain John Hunter, who was the second governor of New South Wales. The British scientist's initial hunch was that the attributes were a hoax. <laughs> right? I mean, it does I mean, look... It's kind of completely different than anything. And it does look like a... um, Like, if you just saw that, it looks like a fearsome critter. Right, yeah. It's exactly that type of... Well, and the drawing doesn't do it a whole lot of justice. Oh, I mean, it looks like a platypus, but it's just like... Is, eh. the, is the drawing on your computer right it, now? It is not. Damn it. All right. Yeah. I think it was... Probably just on their Wikipedia, though. Platypus, you keep... Yeah, I'm just going to look it up real quick. Uh, yeah, so George Shaw, who produced the first description of the animal in the Naturalist's Miscellany in 1799, stated it was impossible not to entertain doubts as to its genuine nature. And Robert <laughs> Knox believed it may have been produced by some Asian taxidermist. <laughs> it was thought that somebody had sewn a duck's beak onto the body of a beaver-like animal. Shaw even took a pair of scissors to the dried skin to check for stitches. Yep, that's the one. It's not it's not horrible, but no, you, I mean, you kind of guess where it's like it's not a great drawing. Well, it looks like a it looks like a platypus, 
because I know what a platypus it was, but I was, if I was somebody in 1799, I'd be like, what are you drawing? Yeah, why are you doing this? What is this? This is obviously like, not real. Like, good try, but can you show me a real animal? Please? Yeah. Not your fucking cartoon made-up creature? I'm not going to read your pre-webcomic with your zany character you invented. What is this? Right, yeah. It's like, yeah. come back with something better. Try to You're trying to pull a fast one on me. Like, it's a bad dog, dude. Try again. It's a bad dog. <laughs> it's a bad looking dog. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, there's our little bit more informative dive into the platypus. Instead of, you know, just saying that it's weird, we touched on it a little bit. Its spurs are also scary. Oh yeah, they're pretty big. Well, I mean, it's a pretty small animal, but it like it looks substantial right. when you look at it on the size of the animal. Right. Yeah, so there you go. Instead of just, you know, throwing out random things that we kind of remember about the platypus. It's a little bit more on it. No, instead of, yeah, just because we were, the last time we talked about the platypus, we're just going off of things we've learned from life. Right. But, like, how could it get weirder? How could, how could you learn more about the platypus and it just get even weirder? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that is uh, a totally legitimate creature out of Australia. Yeah, it lives. That lives on this planet with us. It lives. So... We're gonna do another. We're gonna continue on into creatures that were once thought to be cryptids, but are in fact real. All right. And that's what we're gonna talk about today. Yes. Things that are real. It's a little different. <laughs> it's, it's shocking that it is real. This does exist. Right. And so this is basically the uh, flip side of my episode where I talked about fearsome critters. Beautiful. Because those were all believed to be real and then proven fake. So. It's kind of where we're starting here. Nice. So with that, let's start simple. We've already talked about one that was a cryptid, but is now proven, in fact, to be real in our Kraken episode. We yes. talked about the giant and colossal squids. Yes. Those are real and terrifying. They are. Stay out of the ocean. Uh, yeah. Don't even Don't bother. go to the ocean. Oh, it's nice, splashy water. Yes, just stay on the beach. Mm. It's fine there. You don't have webs. You're not a platypus. No. Be careful in the ocean. Mm-hmm. So, there's something that was once referred to as the gilled antelope. It was thought to be an antelope with gills. Duh. I mean... Duh. Right. No, I'm with... Yep. I yeah. hear it. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's said to be able to seemingly breathe underwater. In 1992, though, the creature was officially discovered, and it was called the saula. It has gills? It does not have gills. Oh, okay. But the first, the photo evidence kind of gets where you, where they were coming from with it. Like, it has patterns on its face that are stripes, but they kind of look, you know. They look like gills. Kind of, yeah. Nice. So, according to Wikipedia, it is one of the world's rarest large mammals. That's awesome. And, like I just said, it is not gilled. It has facial markings similar to gills, though. Another animal that I, if I recall right, I think we mentioned it like briefly in passing one time, where the saber-toothed deer. Yes. I think we mentioned that. We did. We've talked about that. Those are real. And I think we mentioned that when we first talked about it, but they're called cashmere musk deer. Nice. And apparently they're highly sought after on the black market for their scent glands. What? I don't know. This I pulled this off a of cryptids.fandom. 
about the musk deer. Sure. I guess they've been used for centuries in cosmetics, like their glands or something like that. Okay. And so it's not really a cryptid, but, you know, it's kind of weird. It's a deer with tusks. It's weird enough. But I guess their uh, glands are worth well over their weight in what would be gold. So The things people put prices on. Yeah. Musk deer scent glands. Because, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, I guess musk, it probably, it smells, right? It's got an odor to it. Yeah, I don't know. That's I mean, point. when I think musk, I don't think good, so. No. But I don't know. That's just me. But the fact that it's got tusks, that's what I'm focused on. Oh, yeah. Uh, from what I saw, they're not entirely sure what they use the tusks for. They're guessing, like, male combat stuff during breeding season, like, you know, antlers yeah. type things and don't hold me to this but i'm pretty sure like ancestors of modern deer i'm pretty sure like tusks and deer was a very common thing at one point like i think most deer had tusks cool. i looked i took a don't ask me why one day i took a deep dive into like deer tusks i mean uh, yeah. it, it happened yeah it happens. so i mean don't hold me to it but i think it's a thing it's one of those things that that species never lost you know but like i think a lot of deer but most others did animals used to look more scary they don't look as scary as they used to Right. But, I mean, anybody can Google that. Don't hold me to it, but I'm pretty sure I read that somewhere. Yeah. My disclaimer. So, speaking of scary. Okay, did, okay. Did you know that there are jaguars in Arizona? Well, nope. I, why? I didn't know that. Legit- until now. Legitimate jaguars? Yeah. Oh, God. And, I mean, not a lot of them. No, there doesn't have to be. One is enough. So, they, from what I've seen, they don't think that... They're not sure if it's a breeding population or if they're just like wandering, they're wandering out of Mexico. Okay. And they're not sure like how far they're ranging or. Sure. But they don't believe that it's a breeding population. They just think they're loners or they wander too far and then. They're on vacation. Yeah, maybe they go on a vacation. They're the punk rockers of jaguars. <laughs> they set it on their own. Uh-huh. Going to Arizona. Going to be American jaguar. Yeah, I'm an American jaguar now. Mm-hmm. I'm by myself. I don't want you or anything. I just want to kill. Yeah. Oh, Okay. I'm a loner jaguar. Oh, man. So all the all the bobcats are like, oh, just look at this guy. Yeah, look at him with all his spots. Wow. He's, <laughs> he's, he's a lot bigger than us, isn't he? Yeah. yeah. The female bobcats are fawning over him, but he wants no part of it. No, he's too cool. He's like, mm, no, nah, I'm just here. I'm just here for blood. <laughs> what? Whoa. <laughs> what? I'm all a right. jaguar. I can't play music. All right, fair enough. Yeah. Just commit murders, I guess. I mean, you think he plays like a jaguar bass? That's oh, a, okay. That's a style of bass. He, Yes, he does. Okay, cool. All right. So he plays in a band with other Jaguars then. He's a bassist though, so. Right. <laughs> he, mm, yep. I'm not going <laughs> to. I'm trying to piece his band together. Not what we're doing. All right. Uh, but yeah, you can imagine that somebody walks out in Arizona. I didn't know there was fucking Jaguars. I bet a lot of people don't know there's Jaguars wandering around Arizona. But you can imagine that inspiring some cryptid type stories and frightening sure. encounters. Especially frightening encounters, you'd be like, "Wait, is that guy got a bass? <laughs> <laughs> is he is he gonna slap me or that bass? Yeah, I can't tell. I don't know. What is he doing? Right. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, while we're on cats, there is uh, the Kellis cat. It was once thought to be a mythological beast from the Scottish wilderness. However, 1984 rolls around. And the hoaxes and mysterious sightings are legitimized uh, by a local hunter. All right. 
In his snare, he caught the hybrid of a Scottish wildcat and a domestic cat. And cryptozoologist named it the Kellis cat after the village where it was first found. Nice. So it was, I didn't write the measurements down. It's not huge, but it was like noticeably bigger than a domesticated cat. Sure. And the the one that they killed and they stuffed and mounted. Of course. It was all black too. So, you know, that's. You know, it looked fucking sick. Yeah. Well, I'm sure there's pictures of it. There yeah. Okay. Yeah, you can Sweet. look it up. Nice. This, though, brings me to one of my, one of the ones that I came across that I really enjoyed. And it's pretty cool. And I feel like it's probably going to deserve its own episode in the future. I like these. But the quick down and dirty version starts like this. We're going to go to, I kind of blended a couple quotes here together from a few different sources. Gotcha. But we're going to, we're going to roll with it. Nice. So stories of the Hon Kim turtle began in the 15th century with, ready for me to say a bunch of Vietnamese stuff. Let's do it. Yes. Not too much, but. Enough. It's enough. It's enough to be. Actually, I think I cut most of that out. Nice. It's enough to be exciting. I have to say one word. Okay. (laughs) 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 All right. We're going to start over. Uh, Yep. Okay. That didn't happen. No. Nope. Um, But anyways, stories of the Hon Kim turtle began in the 15th century with Le Loi, who became an emperor of Vietnam and founder of Le Dynasty. Is that really what it is? It seems like a cop-out. No, that's what we're doing. But uh, according to legend, Le Loi had had the sword named Heaven's Will given to him by the golden turtle god, Kim Kui. There's a golden turtle god? Yeah. Which is why I want to get back into this more, but we're going to... Okay, sure. One day, not long after the war and the Chinese had accepted Vietnamese independence, Le Loi was out boating on the lake. Suddenly, the golden turtle god surfaced, which prompted Le Loi to return heaven's will and thank the divine turtle for its help. Other accounts I read said that the turtle just kind of showed up, snatched the sword away because he didn't need it anymore. Gotcha. But... I like the idea of the turtle god being like, just so aloof, like, like he's like on a god level. And he's like, "You're done, right? You're done. Pass. Give me my sword back." It's like what? It's like, guess was that a turtle god? Mm-hmm. He's like, "Yeah, I am." So, but the golden turtle god, uh, he took back the sword and disappeared in the depths of the lake. Le Loi then renamed the lake Hon Kim Lake, meaning "Lake of the Returned Sword." Uh, very literal. Right. Very literal. We'll take it. Yeah, and then uh, near the northern shore of Honkim Lake lies Jade Island, on which the Temple of the Jade Mountain is located, which is pretty cool. You should look that up, too. It just looks cool. I will. But on June 2nd, 1967... Oh, yeah. Hold on. Jumping ahead of myself here. That's okay. Uh, so the mythological turtle was rumored to be seen in this lake from time to time for you know centuries. And one was finally caught by a shitty dude. What? But one was caught after, you know, centuries of just sightings and thinking the turtle right. god. He caught a golden turtle? Well, it's not, that's not what it is exactly. Sure. So, on June 2nd, 1967, a Hon Kim turtle died from injuries caused by an abusive fisherman that was ordered to net the turtle and carry it, but instead hit the turtle with a crowbar. I mean, it's not, not even just abusive. That just sounds like a murderous <laughs> fisherman. Not the same. Yeah. 
but this put like, it in net. Well, I got a crowbar. I don't know what happened to that dude, but this turtle is is like pretty important to Vietnamese culture. Sounds like so. It. I feel like he probably didn't. It didn't go well for him, if I had to guess. After that, well, he probably. I mean, he probably it's like blasphemous. Almost, right. he was pissed. I don't know why about his own. I mean. I mean, 1967. There might have been a lot going on in Vietnam. Well, the point I is, guess that's true. But why would? He, but he's just beating a turtle. Uh, I hadn't thought about the year there. Did you? Okay, there we go. Yeah. So I mean, so it doesn't say. Hmm, he interesting. Was, that's a good good point. He was working out some issues. It might not. It might not have been a Vietnamese man. I'm not sure. Oh, did, but it just happened in Vietnam, or it could have been from outside the country. I mean, it happened in Vietnam. Right, but it could have been like I mean, like, but the guy could have been from outside the country. Or does it say he's a Vietnam fisherman? No, just as an abusive fisherman. Interesting. Yeah, so All I don't right. know. It could have been, there was other people around there. That's Who knows true. what happened? That's true. I hadn't thought about that. But either way, it probably didn't go well for him. Uh, the turtle's body was preserved and placed on display in the Jade Temple. Well, as long as they have it. And uh, yeah, it was a big turtle though. The particular specimen weighed 440 pounds and That's was six foot three inches long. What? That's a turtle? Yeah. In a lake? Yeah. What? Yeah, and so when this guy, whoever he was, killed it, until that time, no one was sure if any of the species still lived. Was this turtle 600 years old? Maybe. Jesus. But uh, on March 24th, 1998, an amateur cameraman caught the cr- another creature on video, Con- conclusively proving that the elusive creature still survived in the lake prior to its recent rediscovery. Nice. Uh, the turtles were thought to be only a legend and were classified cryptozoology. Ugh, you know what I'm saying. I do. Until 1998. So that story in 1967, not entirely sure where where it's all going from, but it's a lot to take in. And right. they still have the specimen. So... They obviously had found something, but it was, I don't know, I guess considered a fake or something because it was still considered cryptozoology. Yeah, I'm looking up. Wow, I can't say that word even though we talk about we, that stuff all the all time. All the time. <laughs> it's a lot of weird letters together, but yeah, this uh, this cryptid creature, I, yep. I mean, I you're telling me a story. I'm going to look him up later. Mm-hmm. But because I don't know, I don't know what's worse because I imagined him like hitting like a big turtle with a crowbar, but like a big turtle. But then you told me how big it was. I'm like, you're like attacking a human being. A man-sized turtle. Yeah, <laughs> Jesus Christ, yeah. dude. This turtle could play sports on a team and you're beating it with a crowbar. Mm-hmm. So yeah, then Jeez. 1998 rolls around. They find another one. In 2000, uh, Professor Hadin Dirk gave the Honkim turtle the scientific name Rafidus Leioi. By spring of two th- to 2011, uh, concerned the Honkim specimens more frequent than usual surfacing, because at this point, we know it's real. They yeah. only know the, there's the one there. Right. But uh, they're trying to track it. Sure. And it's... They're seeing it a lot more. It's surfacing more. That's and... Right. Apparently has lesions on its body. No. The city authorities authorities started attempts to capture the giant reptile of Honkiem Lake and take it for medical treatment. On February 9th, the local turtle farm operator, yes, Cat Group, was chosen to prepare a suitable net to capture the sacred animal. The first attempt on March 8th, 2011, failed as the turtle made a hole in the net, which with which the workers tried to capture and it escaped. 
An expert commented, it's hard to catch a large, very large, soft-shell turtle. Yeah, I would think so. It's big as a human being. Yeah. And I imagine it can swim pretty fast. You know, you've seen little red sliders in water and everything. Yeah. The giant turtle was netted in an operation that involved members of the Vietnamese military. Oh, boy. The captured creature was put into an enclosure constructed on an island in the middle of the lake for study and treatment. According to scientists involved, the turtle was discernment Determined to be female, and genetic research suggested it was distinct from the R. Swinhoi turtles in China. So, those are, I forget what they're called. The giant soft-shelled turtles, though, okay. essentially, that are pretty popular in China. But this is a different one. They, It's the Hon Kim, you know. Yes, I do. I do now. Uh, but eventually it, it, it died. Uh, that sucks. Some witnesses believe there are at least two or three turtles living in Honkim Lake and the smaller one appears more regularly, but I think it's the military. Not sure. Maybe it was the doctor Duke. I forget who that was. Uh, he rejected the, the reports are rejected though. And the last Honkim turtle the big one that they were trying to save was found dead on the 19th of January, 2016. And they believe that was the last of the species. No. So, you know, could have been a couple hundred year old turtles living in there. Cause turtles live for a long time. I think tortoises, they don't even know how long they can live. No, they don't. But yeah, mentioning there was, if we accept the 1967 one that it was it's a real tur- uh, turtle, this could have yeah the same pair could have been a couple for hundreds and hundreds, who knows a thousand years. The legendary ghost or not ghost, golden yes turtle right. And every generation talks about this one turtle that surfaces. Then if you got two turtles that surface every once in a while, it makes it seem like one turtle's happening. More frequently, but if it's still rare, it's enough for every generation to be like, it's the turtle. Look at him. He's being fucking great. Yeah. This this turtle gave us its sword. Yeah, and the descriptions of the turtle, I mean, you can look it up. It's kind of unique looking. Sure. But they say I had like a, I forget what it said. It's like a, I'm going to say it wrong. I should have written it down. It's a... It's got an interesting face for a turtle, though. Look at it. Does it? Yeah, it's pretty unique. What's the turtle called again? The Honkim turtle. Fair. How do you spell that in English? <laughs> H-O-A-N-K-I-E-M. Honkim? Yep. Or, okay, perfect. You know, the problem with this is I, I did all my research on my uh, desktop, and I normally do all of it on the laptop because that's what I bring to the uh, table when you and me do gotcha, this. Yes. So I don't have everything pulled up no, like I, I normally do. No, you're right. I got we got the Googles here. Oh mm-hmm. wow. Oh boy. What's going on with your face, dude? Yeah. Right? What's um Yeah, what are we doing here? Yep, that's the picture that they normally show. <laughs> like I think that must be the one that really stands out with everybody. Well, because imagine a turtle with like... it looks like an ancient... Like, you can does. imagine that being drawn, like it a does. cartoon, and uh-huh. seeing it like this ancient turtle, oh, this ancient wise turtle reached out, gave me a sword. Here's a picture next to a human being. Yeah, it's huge. That turtle could have a sword inside of him. It's bigger than that guy. 
He, it is bigger than that guy. Yeah. Ah oh, man, and I can see that. I think this is the one with the lesions. Maybe. Because I can see like. Pink I mean, because sp- it's probably the last one. It was probably when they were trying to save it or whatever. See those sp- uh, pink, p- oh, uh, yeah. pink spots on his yep. on her body and stuff. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine being one of only two things that have existed over who knows how many years? I mean, fifteen hundred. Is that what I said? Yeah, this isn't what we need to be doing. Fifteenth century. Maybe. Is this the taxiderm one? Is that the one? Yeah, that's the one. Pretty big. Huge. So that was, uh, you know, believed to be a god or a cryptid at one point. It looks like it could be a god. Totally existed, though. I mean, wow. So not that I want to spoil it, but I already told everybody that all these are all real. Yes. That's right. But uh, there is the Grigstown ghost cow. Right? Does that intrigue uh-huh. you? Uh-huh, yes, I'm interested in the ghost cow. The ghost cow. Oh, I can't read my notes from this angle. I'm going to reposition myself. You don't have to. I'm too busy envisioning what I think a ghost cow is. The ghost cow sightings began in 1972. They no, inv- it didn't. Yeah. That's the year, man. Well. That's when everything happens. That's true. Not when the turtle is spotted, unfortunately, but... No, but close. Close. Very close. Yeah, so 1972, uh, strange sightings of a lone cow wandering the flood plains of Grigstown, New Jersey. The cow was seen many times, but only on foggy nights and other times of poor visibility. And many tales were told by local hunters and hikers along the canal path. Some fuzzy photographs were even taken, but they were all inconclusive. At the time, the area was mostly suburban homes and open fields, and the canal was now a state park and walking trail, so reports of a lone, ownerless cow wandering <laughs> a suburban park for decades were greeted with suspicion by local authorities. Can't imagine why. Right? <laughs> like, yeah, cow. I saw a cow. I think it might have been a ghost. <laughs> Get out of here. Go home. <laughs> You're done. However, November 23rd, 2002, a New Jersey... A water authority employee phoned the DNR Canal Park office to report that he'd seen a cow, and it was lying in a ravine not far from the canal. The bull, matching the descriptions of the locals, was too weak to get out of the ditch. Rescuers finally hoisted him out, and he was examined by a local veterinarian determined to be too weak to go on, and he was euthanized. He was buried near the lock he so loved to roam. Jeez. So. What? Take all that in. I'm trying. A cow was out there for 30 years with no real evidence until it became too old. And then, you know, it couldn't hide. So what what people think what happened was as it got older, it couldn't see as well in the fog. And that's why people saw it in the fog because it would not see people coming and it wouldn't kind of like go back into the woods or whatever yeah. until it they had gotten close enough and it got worse as it got older because he's vision's aging. getting yeah, poor. He's an aging cow. Yeah. He's an aging cow. He's an aging cow. <laughs> but yeah, so <laughs> a ghost cow, you know, people are saying they see this thing for 30 years. Right. Imagine for 30 years, that's generations. That's at least two and a half generations of people 
and thinking they see a cow and then other people being like you're crazy there's no cow out there yeah. <laughs> what are you talking about yeah but he, he never really left the area so you know he was home yeah it was his home it was his home and he managed to live without being killed by any natural predators he's just a cow i mean i can't imagine there's a lot of natural predators in new jersey <laughs> probably not i don't know how many coyotes were around back then and i don't think a peck of coyotes would try and bother with a cow yeah i don't know Especially who a cow, like when the coyote walks up to him, he's like, I'm a ghost cow. It's like, pass. Get out of here, ghost. All right, I'm going to go kill a squirrel. Yeah. I'm done with you. Yeah. Some ghost cow. That's cool. That's fantastic. Right? Yeah, it is. <laughs> I, I like that a lot. That was, I mean, between those two, that's some good stuff. That's great stuff. Yeah. I was listening to you, but if I was, I mean, you're telling me a story. But when I was on my computer, my uh, my iPad, looking at just pictures of that turtle, mm-hmm. I was completely infatuated. It's a cool turtle. It's a great turtle. Yeah, which I kind of want to look into the, that whole legend and everything, and we might get there. Oh, oh! Sorry, dude. Claws are out tonight. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. So then there are always the rumors of giant beasts that roam the earth, much too large to be true, right? Yes. Such is the case of Hogzilla. Fuck you, man. <laughs> what? <laughs> uh-huh. What? Hogzilla. Yes. Is the name given by Dr. Il... Dr. A... Katz okay. to a male hybrid of a wild hog and domestic pig that was shot and killed by Chris Griffin in Alafa, Alapaha, Georgia. One of those. Yeah. Uh, on June 17th, 2004. 2004? On Ken Holyoke's fish farm and hunting reserve. It was alleged to be 12 feet long and weighed over 1,000 pounds. Originally, it was considered a hoax. Uh, right now, I consider it a hoax. National Geographic exhumed the body and the animal's remains were exhumed in 2005 and studied by Dr. Oz Katz. Is that another Katz? Oh, and his father, Dr. Got I- Eliahu Katz, for a documentary and a book they wrote together. In March 2005, the scientists confirmed that Hogzilla weighed 800 pounds and was 7 feet. It was between 7 feet and 8.5 and feet long. That's a big pig. That's a big pig. Right. So they killed it and buried it? Well, I'm, the who- I'm pretty sure they hunted it. Right. And they just buried the remains. I'm not positive on that. Right. But that's what I would think. I mean, why would you kill something that big and not eat it? Or like, there's two things humans do. They eat for food or they make trophies. They shot it, like, put it in the ground. Yeah. Bury so, it. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody can know All of right. this. Cover it with dirt. Net, Net Geo. This is our this is our private story. Yeah. But we're gonna tell Nat Geo about it, and they're gonna be like, "That's." I feel like humans make bad decisions. Yeah. It's a legitimate eight hundred pound pig. Oh yeah. It's seven feet long. Yep. That's bigger than the majority of human beings. Oh yeah. It, this is like. Well, I mean, this is a pig. This is a pig as long you just as throwing the weight there too. Eight hundred pounds. Right, this is a pig as long as a big show and twice his weight. Yeah. What? So Hogzilla wasn't as large as originally thought 
It's close. He's a giant boar. He's close. Yeah. Wild hogs are actually a bit of a nuisance in the South right now and can cause issues with cars and such. But the average hog weighs around 3 to 350. That's still a big animal, too. Just get ready. Brace yeah, yourself. I'm going to hit a pig. Hogzilla wasn't the only dire boar seen in recent years. What? Dire boar? Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's what I'm calling them. Good. I I thought so. <laughs> yeah. There is also a, another big pig known as Fred, who was shot and killed by a 12-year-old boy named right. Jameson Stone on a game reserve that, according to hunters, weighed 1,051 pounds and was nine and a half feet long. We went from Hogzilla to Fred, and Fred's a larger <laughs> boar. <laughs> the true dimensions are disputed. The boy used a Smith & Wesson Model 550 caliber revolver. Who's giving that to a 12-year-old? The South. <laughs> I guess. The South. It was a revolver, though, and he shot it nine times before killing him with a headshot. So how... So did that kid ever get his adrenaline back in the rest of his life? I don't know. <laughs> it's he. You think he'd empty the tank? I don't know anything about that that revolver, but nine times. It's, revolvers typically, you know, six. This, I mean, I mean, I, I don't know what this gun is. It could be no, anything. I could fantasize that it was just this thing like his uncle crafted for him that he made. This twelve-year-old wielding a fifty-caliber revolver <laughs> with nine rounds in it. That's a big gun. That sounds like somebody who was like. Somebody that sounds like a time traveler came to this kid and like one of these days. <laughs> Try this thing out. <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna come across something and you'll know when to use this gun. Yeah. I was like, what do you mean I'll know when to use this gun? You'll know. You'll know. Watch out for Fred. And then <laughs> he was he was giving it to him when he was eleven. And then when he was twelve years old, he saw this thing coming at him. He's like, I know. Here we go. Yeah, apparently the hunting reserve purchased Fred from a farm who was selling all of their pigs. The Corsi hog is a hog shot and killed by William Corsi in Fayetteville, Georgia, that weighed over 1,100 pounds. That's so large. You're just telling me when I go on my little journey, I'm going to wreck my car. <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine? The thing weighs more than your car. I've picked your car up. You have picked my car <laughs> up. You have picked my car up. It's not a very heavy car. It's not. <laughs> hog Kong was a giant pig who weighed ah. 11... 1140 pounds when shot on a farm near Leesburg, Georgia. We're going to run out of names soon. Big Bill was a pig who broke a leg in Jackson, Tennessee, and was put down when he weighed in at 2,552 pounds. This isn't a pig. This is a buffalo. He holds the record for largest pig ever. This is a buffalo. That's huge. 2,000 pounds? 2,500. Two and a half. <laughs> thousand pounds that's a pig that's a pig yeah largest pig ever i'm upset that it doesn't tell me how big like how long sure but that's a big pig uh again look up pics of hogzilla and just they're massive because they'll all show up when you type in hogzilla because you know well yeah what else is gonna (laughs) these were rumored to be you know, legendary beasts like these. Oh my God, that's these, not real. These boars can't be this big, but sure enough, people are killing them and then they're posing with them, and everybody's like, "Wait a minute!" Do you see the one with a twelve-year-old kid in it? 
the thing Sorry, is... Sorry, give me a second. Yeah, you're going to have to process this. Everybody listening should uh, just look these up, too. With the boy! I see the boy! Yeah. Well, this is the first one I see. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, that's that's actually Hogzilla. Or supposedly. The one that Nat Geo did everything on. That's Fred. How is that possible? That thing could eat that boy. That's bigger than a cow. Oh, yeah, they're huge. How is that possible? I don't know. Yeah, look them up. You've changed my world. Yeah, because they're... I mean... That's terrifying. It's scarier than a bear almost. Yes. Because that thing's come charging at you. Some of their tusks were 27 inches long from what I read. Oh, my God. 14 to 27 inches. What? And this looks like, in comparison, this picture I'm about to show you looks small. Well... That's a grown man with some sort of rifle, right? But I mean, but just that's the still idea, a giant, right? Of that, of that boar. Yeah, you throw the the twelve year old kid in the picture, and it's like, oh, jeez. Well, you always isn't the thing. Like, it looks like the size of a car. Isn't the thing? Yeah, that like guy an could, SUV. That guy could ride inside this Humvee. Yeah, it's like when you was it Lord of the Rings when the dwarves ride the boars. Yeah, oh, that's yes. in the Hobbit. Yes. But, you know, it's like that. Except for you don't have to be a dwarf. You could be a massive man and still ride this thing. Zach, we live on the same planet as this thing. Yeah. It's going to gore the hell out of you when you go to Florida. It's going to eat me. (laughs) I'm worried about walking down a park looking at a gator. This thing could eat an alligator. That's probably how they get so big. Or just stomping its head. Isn't the thing like when you buy like a fish, the bigger the fish tank, the bigger the the you know where I'm going. Yeah, the bigger the going. yeah, the bigger the fish grows. The bigger the bigger the fish tank, the bigger the boar you can put in. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. The bigger the fish tank, you can put a boar inside of it. And if you got one that can hold a shark, you can put eight of these things in it because they're giant. They're huge. Yeah, it's it's pretty. They're pretty wild. This is all I want to hunt. I want to get a gun, a good gun. It's a dire boar. And I want to get a good gun, and go you to need the a south. Really good gun. And kill all these things. They all should die. <laughs> they shouldn't be around. <laughs> they shouldn't be around. Well, they're terrifying. Yeah, they're, they're scary. Are you have people being funny, posting these little funny photoshops. Fuck you, dude. You know the joke about this? Yeah, that's obviously fake. <laughs> even, even this one, which is tiny. I mean, that's still, that's a large animal. That's That's tiny compared to what we're fucking with right here. Right, but that's probably more average size. That's probably sure. a big one still, but like. It's getting closer to your typical boar. Well, this guy killed the boar in Armenia. He's behind it, making him look smaller. He's cheating. Yeah. Right? Yeah, maybe playing he, the angles a little bit. Right. But yeah. those first images when I typed in... Yeah, where they're like them. leaning right on it. And like, right. You can tell they're they're right there. Yeah. Look up Hogzilla. It's ridiculous, I right? I can't take it. I mean, that kid is the size of its head. And he, I'm not going to, he looks kind of like a chunky kid. Yeah, I mean. Like he's a, you know, he's right. not like a skinny 12-year-old. He's got, he's a, what the fuck? Can you, I, what would you do if you were 12 years old and this thing came charging at you? I'd what use my future revolver. <laughs> <laughs> right. You'd hope the time traveler came back from the future. Yeah. Like, you need this. You'll know when to use this. I mean, does it got, is he holding the gun in that picture? It looks like it. And it looks like Han Solo's gun. 
Maybe it is Han Solo's gun. It looks like Han Solo's gun. DL-44? It looks like Han Solo's gun. Mm. It looks close to Han Solo's gun. I mean, that looks like a big... That's a big revolver, for sure. It's a very big... It's big as his arm. Yeah. (laughs) Why does he have that? Because he knew this was coming. Yeah. He knew some point in his life he would need this weapon. (laughs) So... I, we've just I've told you about a lot of weird things tonight, uh-huh. but they're all real. They're all real. They're all real, uh, and there are plenty more of these real stories. And it kind of makes you, you know, all this cryptid talk. Things are out there. Lots of weird things. God, things are out there, and you have no idea. We honestly have no idea what's out there. Yeah, I mean. Even that turtle, we didn't know for sure until 98. The ghost cow, until 2002. Wandering the woods of New Jersey for 30 years. Nobody what, believed anybody. What else is out there? Yeah. So it's all possible. Anything. God, you know what? That's fucking. This could be the scariest episode we've done. <laughs> in my opinion, this could be the scariest thing we've touched. Yeah. Because. Watch out in Georgia, man. Those boars. If you get hit by one of those, you're done. One of those walks in front of your car. You're done. That boar's walking away. <laughs> like, oh yeah, no, it's gonna rip my. It's a. Uh, this this is an odd. I don't know if you'll remember, but there's a specific scene in the first Transformers movie where one Transformer jumps through a bus. Nope. Okay. <laughs> well, I imagine a boar doing the exact same thing. Yeah. And you know what? I would name that boar the same thing. I would name that Transformer. Did. You know what that Transformer's name was? Bumblebee. Bone Crusher, but Bumblebee <laughs> is funny. <laughs> Bone Optimus. Crusher makes more sense. Bone Crusher. That's a good boar name, too. It is. Fred should have been named Bone Crusher. Right. And anybody who kills him can be named Boar Crusher. Mm-hmm. Jesus. Yeah, but that's uh, all real stuff. Yeah. Well, I can't handle that. Yeah. I don't know what to do about that. Podcasts aren't good when I just sit in awe <laughs> at pictures of things I didn't know existed. Yeah. Because Hogzilla is giant. Yeah, that's why everybody needs to look it up too while we're talking about it. It'll make you get more context. If you don't Google Hogzilla, you're a loser. Because you need to accept that this thing lives in your world and you don't belong in it, the world that you, Hogzilla belongs in. Yeah, no. You live in Hogzilla's world. Right. He lets us live. The fact that that boy, that boy, man, you know how John Connor stopped Skynet? <laughs> this boy with his future gun killed Hogzilla. And we're, we all get to live now because he did that. Yeah. Hogzilla has children, you know. Oh, yeah. There's no way Hogzilla did not mate. He fucked every hog he could find. I mean, yeah. He didn't care. Mm-hmm. And the ones that lived, the ones that survived the process, gave birth to his spawn. Yeah. And they're out there. Yeah. And then you get Hog Kong rolling up. Who's <laughs> <laughs> no slouch either. Nope. Did I Google Hog Kong? Uh, he was in there. He was? Oh, yeah. you show? Okay. I'm pretty sure he was in there. When I, t- when I type in Hog Kong into Google, it assumes I just want to look at the city of Hong Kong. Nope. No, Google. <laughs> no. not what I'm doing. Show me that's giant hogs. not what I'm doing. That's got different terrible things going on. There's a giant pig I'm worried about at the moment. <laughs> well, don't be worried about that one. He's been put down. All right. 
this is evidence I, I need to stop looking at pictures. I'm done. I don't know what that I'm is. Done. I'm I don't. Done. Is that a man it's dressed a, as a boar a man, yelling at pigs? It's a man <laughs> dressed in a hog suit who's attacking normal sized pigs. Yeah. Well, that's the internet for you. Why? Why is he doing that? <laughs> He's creepy as fuck. All right. All right. But man, get real life cryptids. Real. These are legit cryptids. Real but life shit. They're no longer cryptids. They're real. Yeah, they are. They've moved out of the land of cryptozoology and into the the limelight of animals. <laughs> right. Yeah, something can go from being so bizarre to being just so normal just because there's a picture and you accept it exists. Yep. If anybody ever takes a picture of an honest Bigfoot in two to three to five years, it's, yeah, it's just a Bigfoot. We thought it wasn't a thing, and now it is. Yeah. And now, and then somebody killed it. Now they hang out with people in Canada. I don't know. Right. They drink. They drink. Um, Labats. Watch hockey. Molson. Molson. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Whichever. Either. Both. <laughs> they can have a choice. I mean, yeah. Yeah. So I'd hang out with a Bigfoot and do that. Sure. Hockey season's coming up. That's true. Let's meet a Bigfoot. I think big. You know what? I'm telling you, man, a Bigfoot... They ride those boars. That's what how they get around. Well, this is the end of the <laughs> world. <laughs> oh, that's what they... they um... Oh, yeah? What is it What is it called? Um, it is just polo, right? Yeah, like the game? Yeah. Like the you, sport where yeah, you ride horses when you and ride a, a horse. Around? Yeah, but it's a Sasquatch. You're riding a giant boar, and they're just trying to knock shit around. Ah, they're... That's what all the tree knocking is. <laughs> oh my god! It's just Sasquatches playing polo in the woods, riding their dire boars. Oh my gosh! I need you to draw that for yes. this episode. Okay, just well, Sasquatch riding a boar, playing polo. Done. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. All right, and we're gonna wrap it up there. Great. Yes. Well, this is of course, obviously, we told you in the beginning. It's we're in fear, and we're on all the social medias, the Facebook, Instagram. You can give us uh, if you want to support what we do. You can go to the Patreon. Yep. If you want to leave us a voice message, you can go to Anchor.fm/slash Weird and Feared and just tell us a story. That's one thing nobody's done yet. And I mean, you don't have to, but just tell me anything. Yeah, that's fine. Do, do I sound desperate? I don't care. I just found out I live in. I was living in Hogzilla's world. Yeah. So I mean, if you think that's like not a big deal. I don't ever want to talk to you because this is a <laughs> giant thing. Uh-huh. Literally a giant thing. Yep. But otherwise, yeah, well, yeah man, well, we're, we are, uh, we're getting close to a, uh, a season premiere. We're almost do. we're almost on a year of doing this entire show. So we got some things planned for that that you will find out about. We should probably talk about that a little bit because we need a, uh, well, we don't need it, but we would like it. Yeah, no, talk about it. Let's do it. Well. Let's just tell what we're doing because we still got to f- kind of figure it out. Right, but the tease. We are going to do a bracket battle of cryptids against cryptids to see who is the uh, the big baddie of the cryptid <laughs> land. And uh, we're going to do a bracket. Yeah, who's going to dominate this cryptid, bracketed, monster battle? Yep. This beast battle bash is happening. Yeah, so... uh, We're going to figure out all the details, but just know in probably two episodes, 
shit's gonna get real, okay? Mm-hmm. If you've been listening to every episode since we started, and if you haven't, go back and listen just to familiarize yourself with all the uh, the cast of characters that will be involved because war is coming. War is coming. So uh, more details next episode, but just know that's a thing. All right. Yeah. But uh, in the meantime, also when this comes out, it will be well into October. Right. Yeah. And October is the month of staying spooky. Sure is. All right. So stay spooky. Stay spooky, everybody. <laughs>